What, what iPhone do you have? Calls like I don't even can't believe that you could even access the internet with the seven. Oh, I know I don't I can't remember. It's been so long I don't remember when I actually got the phone. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Does it have so it, it still has the button on it, right? Yeah. Wow. Does it have the fingerprint part of it, or do they didn't even have that yet? Yeah, it has that. I tried, <laughs> okay. it, but I didn't. It didn't work out so well. You know, so. I like, I like, why did you, are your fingerprints rubbed off so you can't be tracked by the law? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. You know, you are a hardened criminal. Um, you've actually been using the CBC North Church as a front to yeah. run guns to uh, Venezuela for a long time. So I knew yeah, it was going to catch up with you eventually. Yeah, don't, don't, uh, are we recording now? <laughs> uh, uh, that's up for me to edit later. <laughs> this Good, is, we, can, we can make. I don't want people showing up to my door, man. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> no. they hunt you down for that. Listen, I think that maybe your worst comp- person, maybe that someone that works running guns for Venezuela, might think that this is a serious moment and try to come and assassinate you to have full <laughs> yeah. monopoly on the business, which I think is your biggest concern out of this whole scenario. So, take me out. Oh boy, yeah no, I don't know. I've got the uh, I've got my phone is cracked. Everything is uh, my phone is on its last leg. The screen is completely cracked. The it's cracked of course through the face ID, so the face ID doesn't work at all, which is only the most inconvenient thing to ever happen to you, because I don't know any of my passwords. I only have it saved to face ID, and it just it was a big hassle. It was um quite the test of patience when I dropped my phone and saw it was cracked and I was just like because you know every time you'll drop your phone like I don't even want to 20 30 times I feel like face down in a situation where there's a chance that it's going to crack and most of the time you just you have that moment where you flip it over and it's all good and you take that big deep breath you're just relieved and there's this that one time where you just know you knew <laughs> that this was going to be the time you're like no 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 there's no way I survived that one this I'm on a gravelly driveway there's rocks sticking up everywhere this one is done and <laughs> yeah. you turn it over and it's just you're done I mean life is just going to be very much so more inconvenient for you for the next like year depending on how much left you have on your payment plan don't you have a a cover for it and then one of those protective uh, you know if I was a wiser man and I spent more time in the proverbs I probably would have invested in a protective screen cover <laughs> but here's my problem I had one because I will have one if they will install it for me at the Verizon wireless because I trust gotcha. that they're going to get it right they're going to get all the flex because I know me I'm going to put it on, and there's going to be a fingerprint that I didn't see, and there's going to be an entire, like, dog hair. And I'm like, we don't even have a dog. So I don't know how this got in here. And I'm just going to – and then I'm going to have to take it off and then get a new one, and it's going to be a big deal. So I I refuse to put one on by myself. So once they put it on, it's good. But it always breaks, and then it's kind of like once you drop it and it cracks the main – the screen cover, it's almost like a scab that you just – I can't help but have to pick at. Like yeah. every time I have to just pick away at it just here and there and I can't keep my hands from just grabbing at it. And so well, eventually and I'll just to look at everything with the crack in it. Who wants to do that? 
With the what? If it's cracked, I mean, you're looking at your screen. Oh, I, you're preaching to the choir here because my actual screen is cracked. So I, it's just, I, I can't show anybody anything anymore without them commenting. <laughs> <laughs> or like being like they can't even see the image. They don't even know what it is. Or if I want to like look at a photo, I have to zoom in and move it off to the side. So whatever the key feature is not in the cluster of cracks in the middle. Yeah. So I don't I don't even show people my phone. I send them everything now because I'm like, just look at it through your own screen. It's it'll be better for all of us. <laughs> and my well, speakers are blown out. One. Your mom had to get a new phone because hers died, but she got a they have that liquid glass cover now and they just pour it the on what? And it, it's a liquid that they pour over the screen of your phone and then they put it in a little heater and it seals it up whoa whoa what is this magic yeah wait so she got a new phone when like as of recently yeah like last week oh really okay did rory finally just break it from trying to render an entire three hour long movie on it yeah, well, I she had been having troubles with it for a while, and then it just finally went. Like she couldn't, like she couldn't access stuff. She couldn't call anybody. I mean, it just wasn't working. Like she could open up, and you could see the screen and tap on certain things, but not everything was working right. Mm. So she finally took took it in to get it looked at, and they just well, gave her a deal on a new phone, so she got it. But she, you know, because she always does the gets the cover and then gets the the um face cover for it but this time they have this liquid stuff they put on there and it just completely seals it up no flaws nothing really did they have this at the verizon wireless yeah yeah you can't how much did that cost i don't know i don't know but that's that's pretty cool though i need to invest in that so what happens if you do drop it does that crack at some point and then can you peel it off or is it just a part of the screen I'm assuming they could probably reheat it again and put it in the oven oh. and just clear it up. Oh, that's a great that's a great point. But then they have to heat your entire phone up, maybe. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I uh, I've just uh, I, I I know that I need a new phone, and I'm just parts of the screen are not working at times where like I can't swipe down or I can't swipe over, and then I have to like you have to do a weird steps of to get yourself to do something easy to like bring down the drop down menu. I have to like go to my last page for some reason, my last page on my home screen will let me, but the first two won't. And so, <laughs> you know, <clears throat> I want a new one, but they're like a grand. I mean, at you least a grand. IPhone? Yeah. Yeah. And I think this one got paid for mostly by Brandon. Cause I bought this one for work cause I needed a better quality camera. And so oh, he it? was going to give me X amount a month to pay the phone thing. So I paid off the rest of it, but I don't want to pay for a new one because I just don't have a grant. I don't even have – my car is still not registered in the state. Hmm. And that's like – because that's like $1,300 that I just don't have. Which – speaking of which, I've really come our, to a – Are you still on our plan? Yeah, I'm still on your guys' plan. Well – Yes. Yes, I am. You should check with mom because that's how Shane and she got new phones was they had a um, uh, something devoted customer deal or something like that they were offering. Mm. And it's pretty good because they get uh, a phone, a tablet, and a watch. Right. For, for what? For how much? 
I don't know. I, I, from what it sounded like for mom, not much at all because she, well, for my birthday, she gave me her tablet that she got through the oh, deal. Oh, nice. Really? But yeah. What kind of tablet? See. Apple. Oh, like so on like an iPad? Yeah. I wouldn't say tablet because it's, if it's Apple, I mean, tablet That's is, true. tablet is just screams poverty. It screams knockoff. If you say iPad, yeah, it's. Is- yeah, this is. You guys are really balling. So you guys got Apple watches, iPhones, and iPads at the McDougal household. Well, I don't. I I well, just got the. I got I got the. I got the iPad because you know, I, my birthday and they didn't have anything to give me, so <laughs> they gave me the iPad. Actually, it was nice because she was talking about getting something like that. Because I watch on my phone now. I hardly ever watch TV. And I'll oh, just really? Sit, you know, watching my phone while I'm working upstairs at night and stuff. And she's like, "Well, you don't want to stare at that small little screen on your phone." I don't mind it, but so they, she got me the eye. What is your What is your go to watches on your phone nowadays? Uh, person of interest. Person of interest. That is a good show. That is a good. Is it still running? No, but they. I think they had like five seasons, but they have it on Prime right now. It's it's rare, like it's not like it'll go away for a while. You can buy the episodes and that kind of thing. Yeah. But then every once in a while on Prime they'll put it out. So I'm trying that's to always how it is. The streaming children. services they'll just play musical chairs with certain shows and movies that you can have, yeah. and then it's like, all right, well now I got to go to Hulu if I want to watch it. Oh no, never mind. It's on HBO. Yeah, I like up to up to season four. Then it starts getting really dark and. That's the show about like the hacking where they have like all the security cameras all over everywhere and stuff like that. Yeah, like the dude built a machine, you know, an AI to track and monitor everyone's stuff so they they could, you know, pinpoint terrorists and all that kind of thing. Oh, but nice. then, you know, they started using it to save, you know, what were considered unrelevant lives. As opposed to the relevant ones. I see. I see. So they start helping the the minorities in impoverished neighborhoods. They started to help them, but that didn't matter to the higher ups. Well, because, you know, was they built it for the government. So the government used it to track, you know, potential terrorist attacks and all that kind of stuff. And and the computer does a little thing and it just spits out a number of the, you know, that directs you to the person that's a suspect. But it wasn't it wasn't used in saving everybody. It was just major attacks against the U.S. Well, then they decided to start using it to save the in the uh, regular Joe. Interesting. Jane in life. So, what would you say? What would you say is your favorite scripted television show of all time? Because we've were uh, this is our fourth episode, I believe. And yeah, we've been beating them down. Before we go any further, oh yeah, we should probably actually. You should take it. Take it away. You you can introduce this one. I've done the last three, so no, you're, that's your thing. Mine's the closing, man. <sighs> okay, I guess we can make. I guess we have our things. That works. That's fine. I'll, I'll do that. I'll do that. Uh, just in case, yeah, for the people that are listening at home, thank you for listening to this episode of the May God Help Us podcast. Uh, I'd imagine that you know what you're listening to if you are listening to it. I would hope. I would hope, but you might not know who the two of us are. I'm Ian, and this is Pastor Stephen McDougal, aka the man who gave me my beautiful eyes. <laughs> <laughs>
so that's my credit. Is that your credit? And I don't, I don't even know if I give you the credit because I don't have cool green eyes like you. You decided to be selfish and hang on to that gene all for yourself and not pass it out to any. You had six kids and you couldn't give one of us cool looking eyes. I really didn't have any control over that. <laughs> I, you know, that's I, that's an easy cop out, I guess, huh? Hey, but I gave you the the skin you can tan, so there's that. Yeah, well, boy, you know what? It is, yes, I can tan, but I think that the Scottishness inside of me is where, like, I will tan to a certain extent, and then from then on out, I will just get increasingly more burgundy. <laughs> yeah. So I and my face is constantly looks like I'm blushing, and so if I re, if I get embarrassed, I look like my I look like I'm sunburnt completely. My entire face looks like I'm sunburnt, and people will claim <laughs> for me being embarrassed when I'm not embarrassed, and I'm like, bro, my face is just always red, and so I do I do appreciate the fact that I can tan and I'm not pasty. Um, the blotchy <laughs> redness is a little bit of a yeah yeah. Um, no, I had these goggles on the other day at work because we had no, like, I didn't have sunglasses and we're staring at these big, like buses and stuff and we're wrapping this one. It's mostly white. And so it's just, the sun is just, it's like walking out in the snow when it's sunny and you just can't oh, yeah, look yeah. anywhere without squinting. And I've seen people get some of the worst sunburns ever in the snow, especially. Yeah. And so I threw on some of these work goggles, which are all green. They're my favorite pair of glasses. I'll have to send you a photo, but they're all green. Everything that turns the whole world around you green. That's what I like. I have a pair of sunglasses at home that make everything look yellowy. This thing makes, I feel like I'm wearing, like I'm in a video game wearing like a a Mandalorian helmet or something like that. Everything's green (laughs) and it's cool. Um, But it, the sun finally peaked out and decided to show up because I didn't know that apparently when you move to the Southern California, it just rains all the time, actually. So I don't, this drought that they keep speaking of is, does not seem to be existing because <laughs> yeah. it just keeps raining and well, the wind is crazy. up in Carpinteria, didn't they? Yes. Took through, took out some houses and some businesses, crazy. prayers to all those folks. Um, yeah, I just heard of that today. Uh, we finally have got a stretch of sun. Like, it should be sunny through the next week or so, but it's been mostly gusty and blistery, if I was describing two adjectives. So, it's been nice to get some sun out, but I was wearing the goggles, and I didn't think about the fact that they framed my eyes in a weird boxy manner. They weren't just, like, shades. Uh. And uh, it definitely left a square rect or like a rectangular ring around my eyes. So I look like a reverse raccoon. Um, but I think it, I think because I noticed it, it's evened out today because I was back outside again and I just didn't wear the goggles. So I'm a little bit less, you know, I, I've, I've managed to get the complexion to go back. So are you wrapping the bus outside? Is that where you normally do it? Yes. This building... The problem with this job is that the way it's pos- the building is positioned is that there is like a big garage door, but it's on the side of the building. And there is only enough space for like a white work van and a Harley Davidson to fit in between this fence and the side <laughs> of the building. You know what I mean? Side by side. They can yeah. do it side by side. So 
that makes it really hard. Like with a even just a fifteen passenger white work van, you're barely you have an inch on both sides when you're trying to make this turn into this garage door. And That's so you crazy. have to have three people outside, one watching the front, two people watching both sides of the back to make sure <laughs> nothing hits. It's such a process. Like unless it's a Mini Cooper, you're just you're not whipping it back in there easily. And so and no one at this company is invested enough in the company to truly solve the problem. Like this is an issue they've dealt with for a decade. But the wow. owner doesn't really care about the company. He just wants the company to not go under and keep making a passive income. And the manager is just trying to get as much money out of the company as he possibly can while he's there. And so no one is really going to go above and beyond to make this problem go away. So when we have vehicles of a certain size, like a school bus, like a small school bus sort of is with the size of this bus we were wrapping. Uh, there's just no, you have to just leave it in the parking lot. And the parking lot's small too. So we have to play musical chairs with all the cars just to like fit things in and out. Man. Cause doesn't it'll it have be to like, be like a clean environment to wrap in? I mean, isn't like dust well, and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, no. It's You don't want it to be too dusty, but at the same time, it's mostly if you're doing someone's like, if you're trying to wrap someone's Tesla in a color change wrap, then you really want it to be clean because you'll see every speck of dust behind the wrap, and it's a lot thinner and stuff, but when you're wrapping a big bus in the big blue letters that just say Hilton across the side of it. Gotcha. It's a little bit less of like a is there a is there a dog hair caught behind the wrap in the middle of the bus under the window, you know, so no one's going to see it. <laughs> um so we've been doing that and uh it's it's quite interesting, but we've been doing it outside just because we can't fit it anywhere else. So That's crazy. But you know, it's been pretty good, but what I was going to ask you now that we've introduced ourselves fully. Yeah. You and I have taken the last three episodes. And I, you know what? I would like to give you all the credit for this, but you've beaten people over the head with the word of God. And so I think that maybe taking a step back just to get to know you personally. It's been three heavy episodes. We've had a lot of, we've had a lot of dense conversation about, about faith that maybe we need to have something that's just a little bit more easygoing just to get the people through the door. You know, because they put right. the coffee at the entrance. You know, they're not, the preacher isn't there at the entrance or the offering plate isn't either. That comes in later. So I was thinking, what is your favorite show of all time? Speaking of television shows. What is my favorite show of all times? Because you go back to a few different shows. I was catching you watching through the same show. It's hard to say. I used to like NCIS. You know, when mm. your Uncle Scott used to live with us and your mom and I would watch it with them every night, uh, every week. But I, I, it got too politically correct, so I just stopped watching it. Mm. I just got too Interesting. annoyed with it. But Interesting. I don't get, like they like, let black people be a part of the cast, or? No, no, is that when you call when they had a main character that was no, Hispanic, had, then yeah. you were out? No. No, no, no. <laughs> it's not, it's not, <laughs> it's not that. The ethnicity of it all bothers me. As soon as you saw minorities not just being the criminal roles, then you're like, this isn't this isn't realistic. I can't support this. Because one of the guys, one of the main characters, he was the 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 boss, you could say. Um, And he was an African-American and I I liked him. I thought he was a really good actor. And I actually 
got a chance to see him when I was out on a golf course in California one time. But really, it's all the it's all the rhetoric. It's all the you know. It, it's one thing like when you're portraying life and these things are a part of society and and conversation that. But when it starts getting you know shoved down your throat. You know yeah. what I mean? Where it's it's yeah. kind of like you know it's almost like with swear words. It's like you can't you can't think of anything else intelligent to say, so you just start throwing out words. And mm-hmm. if swear words is all you can come up with, it's like really. And so when you watch a movie and they have all these words just thrown in there because they can't think of anything else to say, it's like yeah. Or when it's the know. crutch to be funny, you know, it's like that was supposed yeah. to be the joke is that we said something's inappropriate or we said a naughty word in a place that you're not supposed to say that word. And it, like, and I think that, I think the problem is though, is that <clears throat> the more and more I watch this with music and with TV shows and with things like that, I think it's just bad art where to make good art, like, To make a good album takes so much concentration and time and care to make it all cohesive and just even just talking about your life, something you know so well. You know exactly what your life is like and who you are. And when you're talking about your life and who you are on an album, it takes still a lot of time in order for it to not be bad. Then you decide that I'm now going to take on a major issue, whether that's political, whether that's religious. That's why I think a lot of Christian music and stuff like that has is already at a disadvantage because now you not only have to make like a movie, you now have to make a movie about God. And you have to ca- not just care, but you have to know so much about it and know what you're talking about so well that you can do it in a very nuanced and like artistically like – You don't – there's conversations in movies and shows where I'm like, no one has ever had this conversation. There isn't a single person out in this audience that has talked like this to somebody. No one has had this back and forth exchange. But it's just the easiest way to have here is racist bad guy, here is good guy, or here is atheist teacher, here is convicted Christian. And I'm like, you can play both those roles. You can make this scenario happen. But – the, but it's it's so extremely difficult to do it in a way that actually comes off like a believable way and not like someone's just reading off the spiel of you cannot hold us down. I am, you know, I'm proud of where I came from and yada and going on and on. And it's like it's that's just the easy way to do it. So like unless you're going to take the amount of time and care it's going to take to make a good product that also has a big, deep message don't even try don't even try well it's because you can tell when they're trying to force something it's kind of like if you took a uh, a political show and you know if you watch it it's like that's all it's about right Mm -hmm. but say you take that and then try to shove that into a movie with some dialogue around it it's forced oh yeah part of the natural conversation natural life you know, situation, that kind of thing. You can just tell when someone's really trying to, you know, push something down your throat. And then when you have, you know, with a TV show and you've got this reoccurring thing over and over and over again, it's like, seriously, now you're just trying to, you know, bombard me with this one particular idea and and every show seems to be bent that certain way. Well, it's an easy win. It's It's an easy way to pat yourself on the back. Well, and that's where I like like Blue Bloods. I mean, I I like that show because it does deal with things 
you know, that are out there and it yeah. presents all sides. That's what part. Blue Buds, I think, yeah. is when it comes to those shows, they because they also they aren't a show. They're not just doing a cop show where it's just here's the the case of the episode. You know, here's the case of the week. Right. And let me guess, the first bad guy is not going to be the real bad guy, but the second bad guy we didn't expect at the end is going to be him. And like they're actually they'll talk, they'll tackle these issues. They'll tackle issues that are happening like in the world currently in the show as it's being released. And they'll handle big, big issues. I feel like from the episodes that I've seen and but the way they do it, it, they've clearly put so much time and care into making sure it's done right. And that that it's it's worth watching. And even if there's times where it's like I may not agree with their answer. I at least can appreciate that they they didn't just come in with a two by four of of correctness or a two by four of not even just their opinion and just bat me over the head and expected me to applaud to it. You know what I mean? It's like at yeah. least you tried to give it to me in a correct. I mean, I think one of the biggest ones that's really tough is like in Christian movies, a conversation where you share your faith happening in a movie where. You, how do you write a character who's a sinner who then sets up an opportunity for you to share your faith and then the main lead character shares his faith without it coming back as this really, really forced, like, you know, position or whatever. It's just, it's never, it never feels like a conversation I would actually have with somebody I know in real life. Yeah. It's like I've never heard somebody attack God like that to my face that I've worked with. Maybe it happens, I'm sure, but it doesn't ever look like this. It looks a lot more nuanced, a lot more, you know, most people are not blatantly hateful in the workplace these days because you'll just get fired. So I think it's very tough. Yeah, I mean, I've had people, you know, blatantly. I'm sure it exists. It's I'm not, sure it's not it's not typical. I mean, like, you know, Dick Duncan first Sunday at church come up to me afterwards and said, I'm just going to let you know, I don't believe in God. <laughs> so, yeah, that's great. you know, sometimes they got to come out swinging. They come out, swing, especially yeah. you. I could imagine because especially if they know you in the realm of you being a pastor, not just a guy that's all that's also a Christian. Yeah, but that's not the typical conversation that you have someone in everyday life. I mean, no. you, know, you can wind up talking about God at the gas station. Just pumping gas, right? You get in a conversation with someone, and before you know it comes out, like one of the guys I was sharing Wednesday night Bible study, and he was talking about that. He was out golfing this last week, and he got teamed up with a husband and wife and their daughter, and it was foursome, and so they're out there playing, and he's like, it just, all of a sudden, it turned that that way. He goes, I, mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly what was in the conversation that led to that, but because we just started talking about our faith and then it turned out they were believers, but really, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just more, you know, I mean, I, and I guess it's think that's the thing that I look for is like, I, I look for shows that, you know, we're going to watch them that they really put time and effort into really portraying what would, you know, typically happen in life and, and to present. And I'm not afraid of all sides being presented. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I and mean, that's, that's that's life it's all out there you know i mean well scripture does that because it, you know they don't hide anything that the disciples that you know with easter coming up the resurrection 
they didn't all believe it right away, even though Jesus told them it was going to happen over and over again. And when it did happen, they were like a little bit hard pressed to, to come around right away. Yeah. You know, yeah. but scripture doesn't hide the, the truth of that. Right. I mean, that's that's one of the things I think that is such an affirmation to the veracity of it. Truthfulness of it is the fact that it doesn't hide the, the failures to grasp, because if it was purely a work of man, we would fill in all the gaps and, you know, this argument panned out. And at the mm-hmm. end of it all, they believed and walk away. And yeah, it would be a lot perfect more, and beautiful. Yeah. And yeah, you could almost hear this, the, the symphonic orchestra coming up behind and some of these big, moving, powerful moments where where those powerful moments and those powerful speeches and things are said. And the, the thing that helps you even realize, like ground it, because it is, you know, a real it's what has happened taking place is that the audience that's there live on scene doesn't get it. They just don't get it. No one gets it. And it's like, now we can read this and we can see, wow, how powerful of a statement this is. But it's not like everyone stood up and applauded and they all just ran the streets telling the gospel. It was just like, everyone was like, I don't know. Do you, are you, do you have more bread or should we get going now? Are we going to, how's this going to play out? But yeah. do you uh, do you do you attempt to consume any forms of Christian or entertainment? You're not like a radio listener, so I know you're not on like Way FM or something like that. Do you? You don't really listen to music, period. I think because I don't. You've decided to rob yourself of some sort of happiness, just to test yourself, maybe. No, I. You know. I- <laughs> <laughs> I, I used to listen to even like when your mom and I first got married for first few years I did, you know, I mean, we would drive. We like to drive a lot. Just mm-hmm. that's when we did most of our talking. So it's like, you know, we'd have something on the background a little bit, but I don't know. I, I it just was for me earlier years of my life. It was it was such a like a, a big thing for me and it wasn't a good, healthy thing mm. necessarily. And so I just never, you know. And you never feel, I mean, but you're not at a place where if you went back to music, you never have a longing to listen to music or you don't hear a song. I don't even know where you'd hear a song, but like. Every once in a while I do. It's just, you know, the thing is with music, it's such a, it's such a uh, impactful thing in your life. And oftentimes when you hear a song, it takes you back to that time. So, you know, there's just mm. a point where I really didn't want to go back to, <laughs> to certain Yeah, things, there right? was no need to so relive. I just don't, yeah. Yeah, that makes but sense. But, you know, like there are songs that I like that have nothing to do with a certain period of my life and that. And, you know, every once in a while, I, if I'm driving, I might turn the radio on for a little bit. But... I, I got to where I really was like, I it, if I drive somewhere it's, and I'm by myself, it's a good time for me to think yeah. and pray. And so I don't want to, you know, cloud it with, with that. When I'm home, I'm working most of the time. So it's like I don't really, you know, Honestly, put much on when I, I'm doing I really do like, I mean, uh, music is one of my favorite things <laughs> ever. And uh, I enjoy making it. Um, but at the same time, I don't find myself listening to it on a ton because it's like, especially now when I drive, 
usually when I drive is the only time that I would listen to music because it's just, I don't want to just put music in my headphones. I'd rather listen to a podcast or something like that or watching something on YouTube while I'm around the house. And then, yeah. And music sounds the best in my car because my speakers and sub and stuff. So it's just like, I just like, I would save listening to music for then. Or when I was hanging out with people, which is the main time I listen to music is when I just throw it on the background when everyone's hanging out. Um, But I've started to not either because it's just like, it's become a great time, a great time to think, but it's also just a great time to pray because I can just talk out loud. And I feel like I have a struggle sometimes where I'm like at work, Sometimes I will pray for a minute, but when I'm praying in my head, all it's hard to parse between my conversation with God and just getting lost on a train of thought somewhere. And yeah. it's a little, it's 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 something that I can do, obviously, but it just takes. It's easier when you can just talk out loud, and so it's just I feel like why waste these moments of complete alone time when I can say and do whatever I want. Um. So I end up not listening to music all that much, more than a couple times a week, maybe even. It's really rare nowadays that I I would like just sit and chill, because if I was gonna listen to music, mm. it would be you know I'm just sitting around you know just. Let maybe if you like sat maybe when you're like sitting outside yeah. in the chair catching sun maybe then you put on some music or something. Yeah, I mean I probably should. I I listen to people speak more often than I you know do music. Like I'll you know put something on listen to them outside but even like when i'm outside I, I take a book i yeah i've gotten such a habit of of reading and and taking things with me to read and that that it's really hard for me to to break that habit i mean it's not a bad habit reading more consistently i still struggle like i my biggest struggle with my walk with the lord is literature um because most of the stuff that is on paper and like i just am like boy this is this is tough. This is the biggest discipline. Which so I end up listening through the Bible a lot, or I'll find a lot of my books. I've started going through Ephesians, so I have one commentary that you gave me a while back with me. So I've been reading through that, and it's like, it's so it's so it's so tough because it's like I already reading the Bible. And then I'm going to pick another book to read. And I couldn't find it on Audible. And it disappointed me so much because you have these archaic books that no one else has. And so <laughs> there's no way to find No one's, this book is for sure not on Audible or available to me that way. So it's so just like, all right, I'll, well. I'll, I'll send you a link to a really good website. Mm. And and I it, it's a really good thing because if you're reading through a book, the guy who does it does word studies and all that. But he's his mindset of handling scripture is, is along the lines of where I'm at, and others is just let the text speak for itself. But he'll do yeah. word studies and that kind of thing, and really good insight. And uh, he, he's he doesn't have it on every single book in the Bible, but really tries to. But all the resources he draws from on the internet, so he has links. Oh, to so it's his list of links author, of where you right? want to go. Okay. Okay. So he has notes, like he has notes that he'll take from commentaries, but they're all commentaries you can access on the internet. Sometimes it's an older one, so then he gives you a link to archives. You can go to archives and follow that link and and read more from that commentary if you want to. But he also, like when he's going through a book in the Bible, there are links for sermons and you know things like that that are from that passage and what have you. 
it's a great resource, you know, because it, it one is trying to handle scripture the way that it ought to be handled, but there's a lot of, you know, more Sometimes up-to-date, fresh I, I really don't know even where to start when finding things. And if you send me that link, I will put that into the description of this episode. So if other people listening want to go use it, and if it's not there, ooh, my bad. But I will try to put it there. Um, but it is tough because it's like, especially with the internet, there's just, there's so much. I mean, I guess there's so many books yeah. that have been written too, but like, it's just, there's so many people that talk about the Bible. And it's just, or, yeah. or, or about how the Christian living and like all this, just, I don't even know where to start on certain things. And so I have very few. I've listened to a lot of podcasts. There's not a ton of podcasts out there, there's a good handful. Um, and it's kind of, I've tried a few different ones, and there's some there's some really weird ones out there, and there's some really good ones. I have a few, um, when it comes to sermons, I don't know if you heard of The Porch, I'm sure you haven't. Um, but it's one that Kayla re- recommended me, and that's a, gr- that's a really great, like, just if you want sermons. But they're not, they're not like they're Sunday morning sermons, they're like Tuesday evening, like 20 to 30 year old group meets and then they have those messages for them and stuff and they're very topical about stuff but they'll usually they'll also go through books like i'm watching listening to their sermon series on james and stuff so but it's tough to even know and it's like and i have to get like maybe a whole message in or a whole episode in or like uh you know before i even can really gauge okay is this a trusted source is this someone that i should really just be listening to and taking their yeah. word and like i was hearing this one guy it was on audible it was about ephesians and he was talking a lot about baptism and i didn't get why because i was just like i don't even remember them mentioning baptism all that much <laughs> in this book and like dang, don't get me wrong it's i that book is hard to read the first half it's like it's it's good to read but it's difficult to read like the amount of yeah. words there are. And it's always like in the father, in the son, through the blood, in the thing. And I'm like, I have to connect all these dots to figure out what they're actually. This is like too long. There's too many th- ideas here. Um, well, you got eight, eight run on sentences. In yes. That, yes. That they just keep alone. going. Like, and I'm like, why yeah. does this verse, why is the verse number halfway in the middle of a sentence? <laughs> It'll go for the then new verse, continue the sentence. And I'm just like, why did you, why did the translation decide to break it there? Um, very good book. But though. I like it. It's like, if you look at, you know, it's like if, when you're really excited about something, yeah, you're not talking with punctuation, no. right? You're just, you're rambling, you're going on and on and on. And that's really all it is. You just it's have just a lot I, I just to, to get it. out. Yeah. I call it controlled ecstasy. He just, he's so overcome by the thoughts that, mm. that the Lord's laying on him that he can't just find a place to end it. He just, you know, has Wants to roll to keep with it, pouring but, it out. Yeah. I like gospel coalition because they're theologically, I'm r- r- pretty much right in line with where all the speakers are who are on there, but they have such a diverse group of, of, of speakers. You can, gospel and they have coalition. all different kinds. Yeah. They got all different things. They got what articles. Is that? is that a web? To, is that a YouTube channel? Is that a website? Is that a website? They have, they, but they have links to YouTube. Like they do church history, so you can, you know, watch, you know, a whole series on different periods of church history, stuff like that. So I'll put stuff like that on and just, you know, play. I need to check that out too. I need to check that. But they do, they do like topical stuff. They do articles. 
The nice thing about the articles is they're really short but to the point, and they cover, like, I mean, anything you could ever think of, yeah. theologically to just prag- practical stuff in life. And then you've got conference series and just different things. But it's a it's a worldwide group, and so you get a, a flavor. So I, like, listen to a guy named Dick Lucas on there. He wow. rarely goes over 20 minutes in a sermon. He knows the passage. He's real concise. He just walks through it. Hmm. But it's just a joy to listen to you. So I, I, there's, I find myself listening to that more than just, you know, listening to music really. Yeah. It's but your mom with... walks around the house listening to music. I mean, so I, I get enough, but uh, there's a reason yeah, why I don't listen, listen to it so much now. But here's the thing. Part of the reason why I don't listen to it so much now is because we have those who lead music at church. If you're so, some folks will listen to the songs ahead of time because we post what songs are going to be sung the, the su- Sunday coming up. So yeah. people can prepare, right? So a lot of times there will be folks who will listen to the songs the way that they're supposed to be done. Usually they're done by professionals, right? Yes. So yes, they've yes, been yes. hearing it all week long, done by professionals. <laughs> then you come to church on Sunday, your expectations are totally not in line wow. with what's going to happen. Wow. Right? wow, wow, wow. That's like as close to a dig as you possibly could just give out right there. Totally. Don't even don't even raise your no. expectations that it's going to sound anything like the original. This is going to it's but, a joke. This is a joke. No, no, no. Because here's the thing. I also think that at times it's not fair to the other person because you're laying on them expectations that they may they're going to come with their own flavor, their own way of doing things, right? Oh, their own yeah. sound, all that kind of stuff, right? Oh yeah. And and, 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 and worship- if you have this sort of slant in a certain way, I think sometimes that and not for everybody, but I think at times that that colors us so when it comes to then music it's like you know, we can't appreciate it for what it is. And sometimes we come with expectations that aren't going to always be met. Well, because, I mean, you you forget sometimes, or I think people forget that this is a song worshiping God that also has millions of dollars of production behind these people's yeah. music. Like, they are being produced yeah. by the best producers in the industry, and they are having some of the best, like, guitar players come in and play through it, the track, and their job is just to come in and sing and lay the vocals. So it's like... You hear this and you hear what it's supposed to or you think it's supposed to be like. And I think, I mean, I've heard some good worship bands, but you've gotten this like this idea where I think we become, I've heard someone mention that like we've become spoiled or we've started demanding like we're a customer of the church. And it's like, well, I don't want to pay or or show up or give my time if I'm not getting the full product I'm looking for. And it's like maybe yeah. the teaching is good, but I'm not being moved quite the right way with the music. And I think that I need X amount of production behind it and this and that. And you have this expectation like you're showing up at like a, a concert and like it's supposed to be to your standards. And it's just like, well, these are just, these are just your local, this is the dude that's, you know, going to replace your toilet later who's just he yeah. knows how to play the guitar and he wants to do his best to help bring everybody together and so it's like why are we why and are if we that's what you if that's what you have in the body then that's what you have but if you have these other expectations and you you don't have that i mean oftentimes you can find yourself frustrated with what comes but i, I think the other side too is that there's a difference you know i remember way back in, in church in california 
where your grandfather was pastoring, and there were two different Sundays we had someone come and lead us in worship. And the first Sunday was this Christian band. They played locally and all that stuff. And when you were in worship, it was total performance. Yeah. They, they were singing they were singing the songs songs that everyone knew but they were singing way where they you know they do their little flourishes and stuff like that that no one and else no in the, the congregation is going to so be no able one, to sing with them yeah and so most of the time it just everyone was just sitting there silent didn't sing and just watched them perform, perform. and then the, the following sunday we had a husband and wife come in and there was nothing you know pizzazz about what they were doing or anything but you just walked away going, man, we just worshiped God. That yeah. was awesome. Yeah. And so the the difference was was so stark. Like Grace, we went down to Grace when we were in California, and we walked away from the service and said, did you realize we only sang two songs and all the rest were just performances before us? It's like, I mean, where we are, when we worship, we're, we're doing six to eight songs and everyone's singing, right? Yeah. It's rare that, I mean, you know, don't get me wrong, like, eight, you know, eight, eight is too many. I'm a hundred percent against yeah, the fact we've, that we do eight. We've cut, we've cut back, we've cut back lately. We've down to like five or six. That's a that's a clean amount. It, that's a good amount. Or I, have, and I'm I'm for. You guys should do. Well, it's a lot, but I would do I would do two, three before two after. That's how I'd do it. Maybe three before three after. Begin with worship, that's end with bad. worship, sandwich it in the middle. You know what I mean? That's not a bad idea. I th- I mean I, I think because here's what you do too is then you maybe on the second one you really get them to sing because they're a little more awake which and you know another thing that I have been adamantly opposed to for my entire life mostly because I never grew up having to do it so when I did I was like what is this inconvenience is standing up during worship and now every church I kind of go to does that and I I get it. I get it. Yeah, it's a little rough on the knees yeah. in the morning. You want to sit. You want to sip the coffee. But I get it because everyone is singing a lot louder because they're all standing. They got good air support. Yeah. You know, you're like, oh, I'm already standing. I'm not just going to, like, stare at my feet well, and we, mumble we along. Do that where we, we do that where we meet now. The reason why we never did it before is because the, the PowerPoint projector, the screen, no one could see the song. Ah. Yeah, and the words right the way it was positioned, but now we got a higher screen, so everyone can stand up and sing. So now you guys are standing and singing every Sunday, then, huh? Yeah, whoever was leading, they they you know, wow. If that's their thing, they have to stand up and do it. But I, yeah, I like it. You know, I don't, I don't know. You listen, hey, listen. Adapt to where you are. You know. Well, I'm proud of you, but I just want to say I'm afraid that don't go too corporate on us. You know, I don't want to see you rolling up in a full suit. You got a Rolex on or something like that in the next few weeks. I just I would hate to see you go to health and wealth on us. You know, you stuck it out. You've done you really stayed true. Well, hey, listen, that's probably what they all said at one point. That's probably what they all said. And you get a big you get a slightly bigger building. You get people standing on their feet. And you're like, you know what? No. Maybe I should fly in a private jet. <laughs> I, I've I've been in this too long now that I can't turn back. I, I mean, what am I going to do? Sell out the last few years of my life? And yeah, right, right. Especially I mean, when I know I'm going like, to see the Lord pretty soon here. It's yeah. like, gonna, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to make a bad impression then. <laughs> uh, I remember this missionary I heard about, and and this, you know, he had served the Lord his whole life on the mission field. He was in his seventies. And then decides it's time for me to have my slice of life. And so he left his wife and went off Ooh. to live however he wanted. I'm like, Ooh. seriously? 
You you gave your whole life to the Lord, then all of a sudden at the end you're gonna say, you know what? <clears throat> Time for me. I want to do it my way. It's like, man, I still thanks, buddy. <clears throat> Time for wow, that is a. I didn't expect you to say the divorce, the wife one. I thought maybe you'd just be like, he kicked it up. He just he didn't go to church anymore. He didn't talk to people, but no, he fully all that went all in. that stuff all that stuff followed, right? But I'm sure. Yeah, I'm I sure. Don't, I don't, how do you do that? I don't understand that. Uh, you know, you know, I think, I think what you do is you become, maybe you just look at it as a job too much. You look at it as a nine to five job and you treat it like a nine to five job. Well, but it's like C.S. Lewis said, I mean, unfortunately there are believers who kind of think that, you know, there's this idea of, well, okay, I surrender my life, but eventually I'll get to go back to my old one. Yeah. That's not how, that's not how it is. Well, big struggle for me recently. I've been, uh, I've been dealing. I don't know if we talked about this on the last episode, but I, I had a something hit me. I think I was listening to the porch, possibly. Um, shout outs to them. But I think someone was saying that, like, I've heard people say that that you know, just reading the Bible is just piling up knowledge of God, but that doesn't mean you know God. You can know about him without knowing him. And I've heard that a few times. But they said that, and then they also said that God reveals himself to us when we're obedient to him. So the only way to really have that relationship and to see him revealed to us and see his power revealed to us and who he is revealed to us is through obedience. And it's like, and I had never really thought about it like that. And so I have these times where even in the last episode we did, I felt like at a very low point where I was like, I, I feel like I need something to kickstart my faith again. Like I've been doing good, but I've hit this lull for the last week or two. And I feel like just disconnected, like I'm going through the motions. But it was because I had gotten to a point where I had fixed a lot of issues and I had had certain things like I was reading my Bible every day. And I was like, I'm praying every day. So like I should be good. I should be seeing growth. But I had put a stopper at a certain point, and I was like, well, I'm I'm not going to – I don't want to fully change. Like, I'm not ready to give up everything, you know? And, like, I wasn't even willing to really put myself in uncomfortable positions to try to do better. I was just – I was just okay with not succeeding in certain areas, um, especially yeah. when it came to uh, my addiction to nicotine. And so, like, I would still be like, well, at least I'm down to smoking one cigarette a day. And I'm like, or at least I only hit the Kyle's, my coworker. He has a vape, and so I hit it occasionally. And I was like, well, at least I only hit that today, and I didn't smoke a cigarette and whatever. And it's like, well, I only did this today. And, like, I felt like, will there be a day? Is there going to be a day where I don't do any of these things where I can look back and be like, today was a good day through and through. I did not give in. I didn't lose. And I could not look at a day really except for a few sparse ones here and there that looked like that. And so I was like, maybe I have just hit as far as I can go with my faith while allowing – I hadn't fully given God my life and fully given God my mind and fully given God my trust. And so I feel like over the last week or so, I've really been able to uh, – probably the last two weeks, I've, I've really been just – trying to just all right 
make the next right decision. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about, but what if I don't, I'm not going to smoke any more cigarettes ever. But then what if this yeah. weekend I really want to smoke a cigarette? And it's like, what am I going to do then? It's like, well, okay, don't, let's not worry about this weekend. Let's worry about right now. Yeah. Let's not smoke on right now. Let's just go through today without it. And so being able to break it down like that and then finally getting a day or two under my belt where it wasn't just like white knuckling it. It felt like I was just leaning on God when it was time to lean on God for help. And I was con- and I was back to I, I was in a point where I was kind of listening to different podcasts and listening to watching YouTube videos at work. And I was like, no, nah, I'm kind of I need I just need some sermons in my life or just listening to the word throughout my day. I need to be there mostly. I need to be in prayer as much as I can because like. I, I'm not, if I'm not there the whole time, it's going to be so easy to let that thought of just, maybe I should just go hit Kyle's vape real fast, just weasel its way into my head. And so I was like, no, no, I need to constantly stay proactive if I'm going to be able to do any kind of damage to this problem. And so it's been nice because I've gotten there and I feel like it's something that's, it's really opened my eyes to. Just like when I first was really, really doing well with my faith is because I had so many different issues with my eating, with my this, my that, with with the way I, uh, so, I mean, I still have plenty of issues to work through, but I, f- I had pl- way more back then that were just glaring that like I was able to knock them one after the next and like I could hang on to the ones that I wasn't ready to give up yet. And it's like, right. well, at least I'm working on this, 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 and this. Yeah, maybe I still have a vape, but like at least I'm not doing all these other things that I was before. And then eventually yeah. you just hit a point where I was like, okay, I'm just hanging on to these things I don't want to quit yet. And like, and I'm not giving over to him. And I'm not fully abiding in him on a regular basis because I, I don't, I want to keep God at an arm's length. So I need him, I can get him. But when I don't want that voice in my head and I want to drown it out, I can push it away. And it just, it kept me stuck at a place and I felt so stagnant. And so, um, but I hadn't really thought about, uh, thought about it that way where God really reveals himself to you in his power and his ability through obedience when you obey, not, not through just reading the Bible. Well, and that's, you know, we've talked about this before with, with, uh, the hunger for the word and the, and the thirsting for it. You know, I mean, it's it, that's also tied with obedience. The, the more that you walk in obedience to him, the more you want it, the more you want to be in the yeah. word. The more because you, you feel how good it, that feels. You're like, not, I don't want to jeopardize yeah. this. I don't want to yeah. ruin this feeling. Today, the last day has been great because I abided here and I didn't leave it for a second. And so it's like, so why would I want to make today worse? And it's like, in do, what do I do? I really think that like, this time all of a sudden the cigarette's going to be super fulfilling and I'm not going to feel empty afterwards and want to reach to the next thing and the next thing and the, well, you know, it's just like, no. Well, I've smoked for years. I know that that's not how it goes. It's never gone that way. And what am I going to yeah. believe it again? I'm going to believe this lie I tell myself again. So it's been good. I haven't, I, well, I may have hit the vape today at work, but um, I haven't, this is we're recording this Friday and I hadn't touched a cigarette since um the Sunday before this or the Saturday before this. So, it's oh. been a full week and you know, it's been good. And I feel good because I don't feel like I'm just putting days on the board. It's not like, "Oh, I've gotten 7 days in a row, so like I don't want to quit cuz I ruined my streak." Cuz as soon as you ruin yeah. your streak, you're just like, "Well, I guess whatever." You know, cuz the streak is up and that was the only thing that kept you going was the streak. 
Yeah. And so now it's good because I have failed in between, but I feel the next day I'm right back on it again or later the day I'm right back on it again. And I'm because it, it's not about the streak. It's not like, oh, no, I got to start all the way back at one again. It's, you know, it's really just, all right, time to make the next right decision. I'm The last well, decision was like wrong. It, it's kind of like AA because, you know, I, I mean, I, having gone through that and, and that, it's like you, there's never a sense of what you really are released you you're constantly enslaved because it's always counting down the days then you get your coins and you get this and you get that and it's like you have to be at the meetings you cannot go and it's like now you've found yourself you know dependent on something else yeah it's it just becomes another addiction you just transfer over to another thing or it's and i i definitely still struggle with that because i still like I feel very overwhelming urge to have energy drinks at work. Like I always, I have one every day basically, and I've yet to really skip a day. And it's like that's fine. I don't think there's anything wrong with drinking energy drink every day. You know, do whatever you want, I guess, to some extent. But I need it because I don't have the other, and so like it gives me something to look forward to. It gives me something to like. I'll like I'll start to get antsy because I have nothing to do. I'm like, oh, I still have. I can go take a sip of my drink. And it's just something. It gives you something. And I don't, you know, it's still, it's better than cigarettes. But at the same time, it's still just, okay, there's still something that I'm using as a crutch. And I need to slowly eliminate that as well. And uh, and it's, what is so great, it feels like is so freeing is, it's not like I feel like I'm in an AA meeting where I've gone X amount of days and I'm going to let everyone down if I, if I don't keep it up and if I touch any of these things ever again. And not with cigarettes and stuff, because I don't really... There's really nothing enjoyable about a cigarette. I mean, there is, but but not really. But yeah. I've been able to get to a point where th- these things are gifts given to us by God. And, like, it even says in, like, alcohol is a gift from God to make glad the hearts of men. And it's like, it is a gift that he has given us. And if enjoyed that way, where you are completely filled by him, all of my needs are filled by him, and I'm not coming to alcohol with a deficit inside of me looking for alcohol to do something for me. I'm just fully enjoying my life with him, fully content there, and I can be able to enjoy this thing. Then it's like, okay, this is. I feel so free. You feel so much freedom because you're not – it always has been a thing that I come to it when I feel empty. At the end of the week is the week has been tough. I just need something to help me just be able to unwind. And like I can be like, no, I just I want to. I enjoy it. I'm going to enjoy it. That's fine. But there's there is no need. I don't expect this to do anything for me other than just be an enjoyable, pleasant thing, you know, at the end of my day or something. And yeah. so but that only comes when you've when you've really just hit a point of just I am totally content I don't need anything else because I'm I'm fully fulfilled here with God and then I can enjoy these other things on top of it that would typically become my gods or my idols that I put in my life which you know still be careful you know guard yourself but it is nice feels nice feels free to be able to enjoy those things yeah but once you know what that's like right yeah yeah I mean it's just so much more different than just, you know, hearing someone talk about it. But when you actually experience and understand the significance of that, it's a, mm. it changes life. Right? Everything's different now. It, well, you, you, and then the problem is that I'm quick to forget. And I've been quick to forget before. I don't think 
I can't even remember the last time I've been at this place of my faith. Over the last few years, the growth is just, uh, I'm not that I'm like, I'm not, I'm really at no place. I'm just really getting off the starting line here. But at the same time, I haven't been at a steady, constant state of of growth. And over the last few years, being there and constantly able to grow and get to this place that I'm at now, it's like, it's a freedom that I don't think I've ever really felt before. But I do know that I have felt things from my relationship with the Lord in the past. And then I'm easy to forget them if I start to stray away. And I'm easy to forget how great it felt when I didn't feel burdened by needing all these things around me. And I was just content with what God offered. And so I just want to stay at a place where I'm not giving myself time to forget. Well, it's like first Peter, right? I've said these things before, but it's nothing to me to re- remind you of them again. And I'll keep reminding you of these things because mm-hmm. that really is what we do. We forget, you know, I mean, that's why I think it's interesting with the Psalms. There's so much reference to remembering mm-hmm. because we were really, we really do have short term memories when it comes to things of God. Oh yeah. But that's a great, but to, to realize that and, and to understand that it's huge. You can have people walking in their Christian life who don't get those, those two realities. And it's unfortunate. You pray for the time that they really grasp that and understand it because it does change everything. It doesn't that yeah. we don't struggle in that, but it does, you know, it it feels it feels like it's lightened my burden in some ways where it doesn't feel like i'm climbing to the top of the mountain it feels like i it feels like i was able to become king of the hill and now i'm just defending the hill yeah. and it's like okay i'm not working my way to get to the top i'm here where i'm supposed to be now let's just stay here and let's not let myself fall back down to the to the base um one thing for you before we wrap up this episode quick question it was your birthday yesterday so you've turned you're 55 years young and you know (laughs) i am so grateful for mom that she knows these things because if i didn't get her text i wouldn't have known and and i would love and you know i would like to to take the credit and pretend like i knew it was your birthday but i texted you it later in the evening so if i had really just remembered i would have texted you midday she has to remind me it's my birthday. So. And then, you know, and the, here, but here's the thing. I say that to myself. I say, well, he doesn't even know it's his birthday, but that doesn't matter. I should still be a loving and caring enough son that I know your birthday. I mean, you know my birthday, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But, see? Uh, you know, the, it, but those things, it doesn't, you know, it, it just depends on what people make of it, I think, too, because for me, it's just a day, you know, and I don't even yeah. think even growing up, there wasn't. Yeah, he had things we did on my birthday, but it wasn't <laughs> as huge of a deal as most people make it out to be. You know what I mean? I just yeah. never saw it that way. I but. mean, listen, Dad, I know you're very edgy and cool, and you don't fit in with the regular crowd, and you don't like celebrating <laughs> things and being happy. I get it. And I've gotten that from you because I don't, I also, too, don't prefer my birthday. But I feel like my birthday is, it's like, it's like New Year's. Like when New Year's is for a lot of people where it's reflecting, it's the beginning of a new year. My beginning of a new year is kind of my birthday. And it's like, all right, am I at a better or worse place than I was last time I changed age? And like, it's usually, it has been notoriously a very, very not great day for me. And it's been when I've been in some of my worst moods because I have had to reflect on 
boy, we are further down this hole than I thought we were. And 20, I thought that 19 was it. We're done. We're done. But now we're 20 and it's worse. And so finally now I've been able to get to a place of where I don't feel like I'm, I feel like I'm, I've been better than I was my last birthday and I'm better than I was the birthday before that. And so maybe it's allowed me to enjoy my birthday a little bit more. But it always comes, I don't know, do you reflect a lot on your birthday when you change age? Uh, I, You know, I used to when I was younger. I used to, you know, and especially like New Year's. You know, you sort of sit and look back over the year and yeah, assess where you're at and that, you know. I don't know that I ever made like New Year's resolutions or any kind of resolutions on my birthday, but, you know. Mm-hmm. Again, because you're cooler and edgier than everyone else. No. Just... <laughs> <laughs> okay, we get it. You're the main character in the movie. We, you're the cool kid that no one knows what everyone wants to know. We got it. We got it. <laughs> I'm just a schmuck, man. All... <laughs> well, now I know who to blame it on when people ask about me. Well, so what do you, looking at 55, and uh, how do you feel about it? And also, is there something that you would look back now, after this many years of not only just life, but also walking in faith for such a long time, that you would look back and tell, like, 15-year-old you, hey, this is the piece of advice that that's would be very the most key maybe uh, piece of advice that would be most key I don't know that my 15 year old self would understand <laughs> hey you know yeah but most what I can don't what I can t- as you know I'm thinking I'm getting ready for Easter I decided to go to Mark for the next three Sundays and this Sunday I'm going to look at Mark chapter 1, but it's interesting because when he talks about this is the beginning of the gospel, is how he starts his gospel narrative. And there is this sort of nod to Genesis. In other words, there is a new beginning, Mark's indicating, by the coming of John the Baptist and Christ. There's a new creation that's going to happen. Hmm. And I was thinking back to that. I mean, it really... <clears throat> God is a God of new beginnings. I mean, as I look back at my life and then, you know, here sitting at 55, he's a God of new beginnings and he's a God of second chances. Mm. And it's just, you know, his His mercy and grace. And I think if I were to tell my 15-year-old self something, I would tell myself, do not cheapen the grace and mercy of God. Because mm. I think sometimes we tend to do that. We We live under it. We do every single day. But there is a sense in which we cheapen it. Define cheapen we it. Don't, we don't live a life that we should be living in light of the fact that we're experiencing the grace of God. To have such a gracious God give us things that we do not deserve and withholding from us things that we do like condemnation yeah. and giving us the the opportunity to grow and change. Um, I, I just, you know... I, I, if I look back, say just don't waste that, you know. And um, 
but f- for me looking back in my lifetime uh, he really just is that and it's like he just and the the realization as I was thinking about that the new beginnings we get you know first John 1 9 says if we confess our sins he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness that every time that I confess my sin it is a new beginning and, I, and to to realize that God God can do that and it was solely because of what Christ did on the cross I mean to me it, the older I get the more astounding that is to me I definitely have spent a good majority of time it's very like a passive thank you for God's grace oh thank you thank you for for constantly forgiving me but it's it's taking it for granted taking it as cheap and easy it's like I could I get this any anytime I want which is true while you're here on earth still you can get God's grace whenever you want if you ask for it but at the same time to live where I don't understand the value and how how gracious he is when he forgives me how merciful he is in the fact that I'm being made new on a regular basis I'm being made new I'm I'm a different person than who I was at the beginning of this podcast now, you know? So it's just like, yeah. that's such, when you understand the weightiness of that and how much is being forgiven and how much is being done for you. And it's kind of tough because the periods of my time where I take God's grace for granted the most is when I almost am living in a blur of sin and you don't even realize like, I've I've said it's kind of like when you're eating poorly I wouldn't even know how bad some of these foods were for me and how bad they made me feel because I was just eating constantly foods that were terrible for me. And so I had this constant yeah. feeling of just groggy, like gross. You didn't really always feel good inside. And now I step back from it. And when I come back and eat some of these things, I'm like, oh boy, that does a number on me that I didn't even, I never ever thought that it like affected my stomach. But now because I don't yeah. eat this way all the time, I, I feel the effects. And so when you're not in that haziness and you're not in this fog of constantly living in and out of sin, it's like you realize how weighty your sin is and how much you fail and how many times. See, I mean, you've got a second chances, but it's a, I couldn't even count how many chances have been given to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it is so and unbelievable. it's realizing that because sometimes we look at it and say, okay, he's giving us opportunity to fail. Yeah. But he's also giving us opportunity to have triumph and a victory in our life. And sometimes we focus on the fail part because we look at it and go, oh, he's going to forgive me so I can do this and he'll forgive me and I can do that and he'll forgive me. And and yeah. on we go and just keep digging ourselves bigger holes. But then you miss the fullness of what he did. No, I'm giving you a chance to have victory in life, to mm. be able to, like you, you know, you, you can experience these things. And enjoy them for what they are because you you savor God as the utmost. And now you can see things and appreciate them for what they are as gifts and so on. And they aren't the ultimates anymore. He is. And and, and that changes everything. But if it wasn't for his grace and mercy, we wouldn't be able to experience that. No. No. And I, you know, I'm... uh... I'm it's beyond grateful that we get any any chance at it again. You know what I mean? 
that yeah. there's any because there's so many people to even think about your relationships with people that I would never get a second chance. I would never get a second chance after the things that I've done to God in the face of God after the way that He has treated me. Yeah, it's like so to know that you're constantly and not only just getting a second chance, but you are just as loved, just as sought after by Him, just as wanted by Him as you were before you failed again. And it's like, dude, I don't just oh, this is not. And it, you 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 feel like you feel that burden. I don't want to disappoint you yeah. uh, because I realize how much love you have for me because you've forgiven me. It's a lot easier when you're detached from him and you don't have that personal connection to just be like, well, I, I appreciate what he does, but, you know, I'm going to go back to doing me now. Yeah. Well, that's what I tell people on Sunday. Look, I, I am, I'm always in awe by this only because I I know what I am. <laughs> I know mm-hmm. who I am, mm-hmm. right? And it's people can look at you and think, "Oh, they they got it all together," but it's like, no, I know what's on the inside, and I know the things that 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 I think and do, and all of that, you know. And for God to be merciful and gracious is it's just, I mean, for the longest time, it was really hard for me to accept that. And I know that you know it's a free gift, but I just could not. Yeah, I had a hard time accepting his forgiveness. Well, I hope that the people listening to this episode can accept his forgiveness and accept my forgiveness, that if we've just wasted an hour and 13 minutes of your time, I hope <laughs> that you forgive us and still leave a good review and listen to next week's episode. Yeah. <laughs> hope you guys have enjoyed this one. We will see you next week with another episode, another chit-chat about the Lord himself. Thank you for listening. And remember, may the Lord help us. May the Lord help us indeed. Amen.